So last week I promised that we're going to do special prayers for Ukraine. So let's turn to 586, hymn 586. We're going to sing this song, and there are only two volunteers to come in front here. And we're going to pray for the Ukraine country that God interposed for his people. Because when those kind of things happen, it is even hard to pray, uh, to worship. So 486, 486. Four, eight, six. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. Let's sing that hymn. what is happening in Ukraine. We need to pray about that that God interposed. Is there anybody from Ukraine here you want to come and pray? My friend, come here. Come and pray. You can pray in Ukrainian. How about that? Okay then. You can kneel, you can stand. We need to lift up our eyes, our heart to God for what is happening in Ukraine. Yes, do that. Okay. 
I'm wide enough. Боже, ми тобі дякуємо за те, що ми можемо зібратися тут в мирі і в теплоті, і в комфорті, за те, що в нас є все добре, але ми також просимо за тих, що зараз затягнуті в цю жорстоку війну, в ці, в ці, ці страждання, і сльози, і проблеми. Ми тебе дуже просимо, ми не знаємо як, але ти знаєш, як це можна вирішити, як можна допомогти людям, і ми тебе просимо, дай їм мир і спокій в душі, допоможи як і нам, так і їм, і всім, хто затягнутий в це, бути інструментами в Твоїх руках, дай нам пам'ятати, що ми тут тільки тимчасово, і ми маємо тягнутися до Тебе, а не до земних речей. Це легко сказати і важко зробити. Може нам бути сильними і дивитися вверх до Тебе. Дякуємо. Амінь. Амінь. Everything here is temporary. There's a lot of innocent people on many fronts involved in this um, unwillingly. And I pray that the Lord give us um, strength and wisdom to be instruments and tools in His hands. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father God, what a privilege it is to come before you and the king of the universe, the mighty God. And to lift up our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and in all of the the places where this is going on right now, Lord. I pray for protection for the people there. I pray for those who have already lost loved ones that you would give them comfort. I pray that you would be manifested there in a way that we can't even begin to understand, but that you would draw people to you there that you would be with the president of Ukraine and and give him wisdom and discernment as he deals with this from from his position. Lord, I pray for the the people also in Russia who do not want this thing to happen for the for your children who are there as well. We don't even know what to pray, but your word says that the Holy Spirit will take our utterings and our groanings to your throne and we're grateful for that and that Jesus will will take our prayers. I lift up the people who are here that have family back in Ukraine and aren't able to to maybe know what's going on with their family, that you would give them comfort and a sense of your peace and your presence. Lord, you know all things. And we're grateful for that. Thank you for the way that you're going to answer these prayers. Thank you for the protection that you've already provided. I pray for the countries who are taking in the, the refugees that you would... Um, also give them kindness and compassion to the people that are coming into their countries and that you would provide what is needed there. Thank you so much for your love. And thank you for the way that you're going to answer these prayers because of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. We have one slide sermon today, so this will be the last one, but if you look at the bulletin, the title of my sermon is Nimrod Agenda.
And today, I will invite you to have your Bibles. Because people will read. I will not read. So, you will read your Bibles today than any day I have ever preached. Because I told you I speak three languages. I, I speak two languages and a quarter of English. You understand that? I speak Swahili. I speak my mother tongue. And I speak a quarter of English. That's why when I speak, some of you don't understand. It's not your fault. It's my fault. And we are going to see whose fault it was. But Nimrod's agenda. Somebody should read from me. Ecclesiastic chapter 3 verse 15 from King James Bible and a Bible. Read it. Ecclesiastic chapter 3 verse 15 1 5. Ecclesiastic. Ecclesiastic. Yeah. When you have an, a court of English, that's what happens. So read that verse to me. Anybody can read that verse to me? 3.15, Ecclesiastes. That which has been, has already been. And God requires that which is past. What the Bible is saying this, the antediluvian world, they did everything. And what we are doing today is just a repetition. We are repeating what the first generation already did. And I do believe they had more technology and more advanced than yesterday. The people who lived before the flood, they were super brilliant. They lived centuries, not 70, not 80, 700, 600, 900. They lived and they were brilliant. So what God is saying is saying, that which has been, has already been. And God requires that which is past. Now, I want to talk about the Nimrod mind, Nimrod agenda. Because we think today the world has a new. There's nothing new that God look and say, oh, they have everything already. The antediluvian did. So read to me. Somebody should read it to me. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 10. Somebody should read. Genesis chapter 10. Start from verse 8. Let me do something here. Okay. Good. Genesis chapter 10. Start from verse 8. Until how long? And go all the way to verse 11. Okay. Genesis 10 verses 8 through 11. Uh-huh. Cush begot Nimrod. Uh-huh. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. Okay. Just wait there. Uh-huh. So Cush begot Nimrod. Mm-hmm. And Nimrod began to become a mighty man on earth. Uh-huh. Okay, we are building a foundation. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay, verse 9. Uh-huh. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Uh-huh. 
Therefore it is said, like Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord. Uh-huh. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Okay. Stay right there. So he became mighty. Mm-hmm. And he finally got an idea of building a kingdom. Mm-hmm. And when we think the word kingdom is an empire. Mm-hmm. But his kingdom has another inner meaning. Okay? His kingdom has another meaning which today it is an inner meaning of all the government of the world. Mm. Continue. Okay. All right. Uh, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, uh-huh. Erech, Akkad, uh-huh. and Kalneh uh-huh. in the land of Shinar. Okay, so how many kingdoms did he build? Three, four, four kingdoms. Four. And Babylon was the center to control. It was like a central place a central power to rule all the kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Because remember, after the flood, they stayed in the mountain for some time. And as the people grew up, they could not get along to one another. Mm-hmm. Because this one, they say, we worship God of heaven. This, they say, well, we worship anything. Mm-hmm. So finally, they separated. Mm-hmm. So when they separated, he decided, we're going to leave God's people on the mountain over there. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to build a city somewhere. But their inner meaning was once we build a city, we're going to control all of them. Mm-hmm. Whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. Is that an agenda? Mm-hmm. We'll answer today. So, go ahead to verse 11. Alright, verse 11. From that land, uh-huh. he went to Assyria uh-huh. and built Nineveh, uh-huh. Rehoboth, Ir, uh-huh. and Kala. So he built what? Nineveh. So the building of an empire in the city is the mind from Lucifer. He gave it to Nimrod and Nimrod built a system to control the entire planet. So today when you talk about an empire or a city, it's not a city like downtown. It is a city that it means the central place to control everything that moves on the globe. You'll see that. We are going that. Because we are going this all the way to the book of Revelation. So Nimrod had an idea that he had to build a city. But what was the issue? Now let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 11. Verse 1. And read all the way to verse 4. Go ahead brother. Take the mic right there. Go ahead, read it. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. Okay. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain Mm -hmm. in the land of Shinar Mm -hmm. and they dwelt there. Mm -hmm. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks uh-huh. and bake them thoroughly. Uh-huh. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Uh-huh. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city uh-huh. and a tower uh-huh. whose top is in the heavens. Uh-huh. Let us make a name for ourselves. Uh-huh lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Okay, so what was God's plan? He said, scatter, go. Disperse. They say, no. 
We're going to build a city and make ourselves a name. Now, what does a name mean? A name is the character, right? They were going to take away Thank you. God's, God's name because, because we were supposed to establish God's name. And they said, no, we want our own. Thank you. A name means a character. We, God is saying we have, to, we, we have to disperse. No, we will not. We're going to build an empire and erase God's character out of the face of man and impose our own character. That is the idea. And let me ask you a question. Is this the same idea today? Is this the same idea today? Okay? So, let's move, move from there. So, people are going to build it. Babylon is the center. Nineveh. Now, let's come to the book, uh, to the issue of Nineveh. Nineveh. What did they do? They were the worst enemy of the children of Israel. Okay? They took the ark. Okay? And when they took the ark, they took it in the Dagon, in the house of their God, and they placed it over there. Follow me clear. Because most of you, you know this thing. So when they put it over there, when they came in the morning, Dagon was on the ground. Amen. What was God saying? Thank you so much. You cannot replace my character or my name under your God. They put him again. They came back, he was down. The third time they found him, his head was gone. And all he what? What was God saying to him? I am the sole ruler of the universe. No other God. I'm not subject to any deity. Now, follow me clearly. Because you know this thing. They stayed with the ark. And finally the Lord hit them with the plug. What plug was that? They got sores. Which plug is that? As we are going to the book of Revelation. The first plug. The first plug are boils. The Bible is is doing something little, which is big in as catology. So they got sores, boils. That was the type of the first plug. When the world system will try to demonize God's law, he will punish this plug. Okay, let's go. The people in Egypt. And Pharaoh said, who is God that I should obey his voice? What was he saying? I'm the moral authority. I'm the one who say what goes. And God said, well, I'm the one who say what goes. I'll punish you. Then he got the first plug. The second plug. When you look, some of those plugs are coming again. As we are going in the future. Okay? But follow me clearly here. Here the children of Israel are running and they are on the bank of the what? The Red Sea. And Pharaoh is coming with his what? His chariots. And the sea opened. But before it opened, they stayed there. There was darkness. Which plague is that in the book of Revelation? 
The five. Number five. Number five is the plug of darkness. God put it darkness between those who love him and between those who are his enemy. And he put light on those who love him. That is the fifth plug. God was showing the empire of the world that when you come close to try to challenge my name, I will show you that I am the God that created heaven and the earth. And then we have another thing that happened. The sea opened. Revelation says that when the angel poured the vow, the river Euphrates was dried up so that the king of the east do what? Pass. Prepare the way. Thank you so much. Prepare the way. God was speaking in the Exodus movement that what he was doing is what will take place before the second coming of Jesus. So the sea opened and here the Israelites, they pass on the dry land. While Pharaoh and his army were drowned and they died there. Now, why did God use these two types of plagues? He hit the Egyptian, uh, the, 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 the Assyrian, with his sword. He hit the Egyptian with a darkness and not only hit them with the, those other plagues. God was revealing to them that when the world empires, whatever they can do, when they will try to, to, to demonize his people and touch his law, he will stand up and vindicate his own character. Now, open to me. The book of Revelation. And somebody will read that as well. Okay. Revelation 17. Let's go back to 16. Revelation chapter 16. Read it to me verse 13 and verse 14. Revelation 16 verse 13 and verse 14. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Mm -hmm. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Okay. So, three unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. So, there will be three policies that will be pushed by world government politicians will push it 
But who is behind them? Is the dragon. Now, what are the three policies? Spiritualism. The second one? Sunday sacredness. The third one? Huh? Immortality of the soul. Three policies. Which three policies you see them today? All the world religion are exploding them and uplifting them. Those three. Sunday sacredness, the immortality of the soul, and spiritualism. And you have even the president. You have one of your president here. He say, my wife, speak to Eleanor, who she died, he died a long time ago. And he, he spoke this in one of the highest, the biggest university in America. He say, uh, the secretary of state, she told me to tell you that he, he, she had a nice communion with the Eleanor. That's somebody who died decades and decades ago. She's still today communing with somebody who is dead. So the immortality of the soul, spiritualism, and Sunday sacredness, this will sweep, will take away the world captive. Now, let's go and see. Let's go now to chapter 17. Read verse 12 to verse, to verse 15. Who want to read? Somebody want to read? Go ahead. Thank you, brother. Okay. 17 is that from verse 12 to 14. In the ten homes that thou sawest are kings. Mm-hmm. We have received no kingdom as yet, mm-hmm. but receive power as kings one hour before the beast. With the beast. With the beast. Right. They have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Uh-huh. Beast shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and they that are with him are and the faithful. Okay. Read to me verse 18. The same chapter, verse 18. The same chapter, verse 18. And the woman which thou sawest is the great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Okay. And the woman which thou sawest is the what? Is the great city which rule over the kings of the earth. Now, I want to unravel the meaning of the city. Okay? And I will have somebody. Thank you. I will have somebody. Sister Lorraine, you read to me this book here. Okay? You read to me here. From here all the way to here. From da- up here all the way to here. You read to me. When you read to the world religion, you stop there. High ranking government liaison Gary Cash warns that national sovereignty will soon be a thing of the past. Political forces around the world are now cooperating in unprecedented fashion to achieve their goal of uniting the people of this planet under a new world order. Mm -hmm. Because of his background in government, Gary Cash was invited to join the WCPA, 
World Constitution and Parliament Association overseeing the planning and implementation of the One World Government. For the skeptical observer, the material in this book should serve as sample evidence that the drive to create a One World Order, I mean, I'm sorry, One World Government is for real, including the reproduction of the original WCPA documents. The author further demonstrates that there is an anonymous cooperation between the globalists who are promoting the one world government and the new, new age groups who are promoting a new religion. New religion. Now, when they were over there at the Tower of Babel, their agenda was once they succeed, they will usher in a new religion. If God could just leave those people to continue their plan, they will have established a religion that is independent completely from God. That were the agenda. So God had to come in and destroy and separate the, the, the people. But here you hear, this is somebody, this is not me saying, this is somebody big. He served the state of Indiana. This is the highest American speaking. That they want to make one world religion. Now it's so. I want somebody to read it to me. Something here. I have some few from this book. Just two quotes. Because this is, this is, is not somebody, they say, their plan is to eradicate this other issue to create one world religion. And do you think they're about to do that? Yes. Go and check in the United Nations. They say by 2030, all religious has to be in the United Nations, whether you like it or not. And they did not say this today or tomorrow. They spoke this in 2015. 2015, they say, it, after 2030, all religious, all has to be under United Nations. You don't like it, you will see what will happen. I need somebody to read to me. I got some few quotes here. Who want to read? <clears throat> hmm? Wrong. I'll give you to read this one. I'll give you to read this one. And then we'll, uh, I'll sum up. I have a few minutes remaining. Read here for me. Read here for me. The same book. Okay. The document reveals that the club has divided the world into ten political economic religions, which it refers to as kingdoms. Uh -huh. This sounds a lot like the fulfillment of Daniel 7, uh -huh. verses 15 through 28, uh -huh. and Revelation 13 in the making. Uh -huh. While these kingdoms are not set in concrete uh -huh. and the changes could still occur, uh -huh. it gives us the idea of what lies ahead. Uh -huh. Read it. Okay. 41, chapter 41. In 1974, only a year after the report's distribution to the club members, uh, well, I don't know if I can pronounce this, um, Mizarovic uh -huh. and Pestel released their findings in a book entitled Mankind and a Turning Point, uh -huh. which was intended for public cons cons consumption. Uh -huh. On page 161 through 164 of this book, the author displays the same ten religions only this time the word kingdoms was omitted. They obviously didn't want the public to know the true nature of the club's political ambitions. Thank you. So the Club of Rome already in 1970s did that. 
They distributed, they, they set up the, the world in ten regions. You see those one over there? And because in the original book, the name which was there was the name Kingdom, when they, they, they understood that people will, will, will freak out, they removed the name Kingdom. They put the name Regeneres. You can see there the generalization of the world system. And let me tell you this. If you think this is a joke, okay? This is not a joke. They are serious about it. This, this is the mind of Nimrod to eradicate God out of the mind of man. And when the Bible says about the city, it's not a place where just building, building, you see, skyscraper. No. It is the central authority to control the morality of mankind. Now let me tell you this. This one, they did it. And in this same book, the first thing which they did, they set a uh, Federal Reserve System. Let me ask you a question. In this country, do you have Federal Reserve Bank? It's not in this country only. It controls all the finances of this planet. Federal Reserve Bank. Okay? And now let me tell you, now I give you a homework today. Go and read. How did they build that bank? And when they wanted to build it and some powerful men with money, they say, no, you cannot. What happened to, to them? Titanic went down on the Atlantic. When they say you cannot build the Federal Reserve Bank, they say, okay, we'll do this. They sunk the, the, the Titanic after putting those people in there who were there. And today we see United Nations. United Nations is a front organization to control this planet. And their aim or agenda is not political or security or peace. Their aim or agenda is to wipe out Jesus Christ out of the mind of man and place Lucifer on the head of this world. Now, before I close, before I close, the agenda of Nimrod is not dead today. The same enmity which Nimrod had against the God of heaven is the same hate that he is today. There are so many politicians. Believe me. There are so many people that you are not aware of. But let me ask you a question. Since 2000, haven't we had global events? Since uh, September 11, what have we had? Don't we see we have global events? Something that is starting and go all over the world. And most of you, you tell me, uh, you know, before September 11, America was different. Now, I wasn't there, so I cannot say it. But you can say. Some of you have, tell me, uh, have, have told me that before mm, uh, 9-11, America was a free country. I, I, can't, I can't tell because I wasn't here. But do you see the difference? If you see the difference, where are we heading? Now, let me give you another question. From 2020 to today, do you see we have moved from somewhere to somewhere? Do you think there is a plan? Somebody should read this one verse and then we close. Revelation.
Revelation 12, verse 17. Read to me that verse. Who want to read? Huh? You know it by heart? Go ahead with it. And the dragon was what? Wrath with the woman. They are going around it. Okay? Now they are going around it. They are saying there is this, the enemy is that, the enemy is that. There is this, there is that. To confuse the mind of men, their aim or agenda is to eradicate the followers of Jesus Christ. Their really enemy is Christ and his followers. The enemy is not somewhere there. The enemy, that is the worst enemy, is to eradicate the character of God out of the mind of man. If they can do that, the better. Because who is behind them? The dragon wants to establish his kingdom here. And as long as there is somebody who says Jesus is the only the way, there is the law of God, and come out of her, my people, he is the enemy. Because he uplifted the creator of the universe. May God help us to live a righteous life. Amen. Thank you, Eskia, for that message. And now we will have the closing hymn, hymn number 626. In a little while, we're going home. If we could all stand.
Father in heaven. The world wants to eradicate you out of the mind of men. But the history of that you always you will conquer sin. And one day this planet will be the center of the universe. We put our loves to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.